Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back to Beyond the Negotiation on Believe Podcast Network. I'm Sam Tiger, and I'm joined with my friend and co-host Higgins Success. The 2021 NFL Draft has come and gone, and we're here to talk about what's next for players who went drafted and undrafted, a.k.a. our rookie class. So we've got my amazing client, eight-year NFL vet and businessman Kamar Aiken here with us tonight to talk a little bit about NFL sports biz. So it's not just for the rookies, it's for everyone interested in sports biz. Kamar, thank you so much for coming on with us tonight. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you guys for having me. Thanks so much. Higgins, how was your weekend? I have no clue where you were because I was in draft mode, but how was your weekend? Hey, um, thanks Kamar for coming on again. Um, I had a pretty good weekend. I said my little brother in um, Alabama A&M, so they played in the SWAC championship in Jackson, Mississippi. So they okay. played Arkansas Pine Bluff. So the family. Did you drive I, there? We did. Um, we, Do you hate yourself? <laughs> well, I love myself, but my mom wanted to drive, so we pretty much drove Friday night. Um, we stopped in Tallahassee, spent the night there, and then finished off the drive Saturday morning. And then after the game, we stopped and um, stayed in Mobile. And then we oh. finished off um, Sunday. But I've already told them, man, next Can I ask you flying. a very Sam question? What is better, driving or flying spirit? Oh, flying spirit all day. Okay. Shout out to Spirit. <laughs> we need another ad. So, I mean, hey, you man, know, I, here I, is your free no, ad I, space, I love Spirit. spirit. If it ain't spirit he it loves ain't Spirit. Me. I love if it. It's, I love it. Everybody, hey, we all have our thing, man. Spirit's mine. It, if it works well with my pocket, so my wallet, everything was, we good. Show me the money, or <laughs> or save the money. Let's say that. Yeah. How about you? How how was your big weekend, draft weekend? I mean, it was better than than others. You know, we I had one client, and that one client signed undrafted to the Lions, so. We're going to Detroit. So you're a Lions fan now. <laughs> I mean, so, I'm a no client fan. I, so I keep it in mind. no Lions slander on the show. <laughs> you don't like the Lions? I mean, I have Lions ties. You know, I, I've lived in Michigan with the auto industry with my dad. So it's like funny. It's, it's actually really funny because I was just like, oh, you know, I was there when like Joey Harrington was the quarterback a long time ago, if you remember that. Actually, I remember Joey college days at Oregon more than his Lions days. Yeah, he was there and like people thought he was cute. And I was just like, like play the piano or something. Like, yeah, he played the like, piano. Yeah. And that's when I said Peyton Manning. That's my dude. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to like move a state over and convert. I'm, I'm from Indiana. But yeah, so super excited about that. Uh, you know, if you have one client and they sign. It's a great draft class for you. So we, there's been a lot of talk and I know Kamar, you and I had this conversation on the phone personally uh, yesterday, but I wanted to start off with a very hot topic and there's a lot of things kind of coming in even today that relate to this topic. So it's, we've talked about this on the show 
uh, a few episodes ago about our union discussing uh, the importance of voluntary opting out of OTAs for players on contract. At that point, it wouldn't even be this draft class, you know? Um, so that would be pl- veteran players, you know, so on and so forth. Um, however, we got on a call, uh, what day is it today? Monday or yesterday. I, I can't remember the days at this point in time. It's just been, it's all a blur, but we got on a call, um, with our union agents and the players, the rookie class, and it, they were also kind of pushing that. I won't get into it too much, but it got a little heated. If you're an agent listening, it reminded me of the heated topics that happen at the seminar when the agent takes the mic and goes against the PA and there's a back and forth. But this featured all the rookies. And it was basically, to sum it up, it was the agent saying that if you're a rookie, he didn't say undrafted, drafted, but he said you need to be there. Like you cannot not show up for your first day of work, which is rookie mini camp. You know, if depending on the time, OTAs, things like that, you just, when you're expected to be there, you're asked to be there. You need to show up because that's your first day of work. I'm so I just wanted to see what your take on it was. I know you came into the league on a lockout year, so it's definitely different, but you know, being in the league for eight years, you have obviously a lot of experience. So can you um, kind of elaborate on that? But I, I would say it's important because it's your first introduction as far as a rookie to to impress the coaches, especially mm-hmm. if you're an undrafted guy. They have no film on you. They have really nothing to know of you. So that's their first time being able to see you, see your work ethic, see your actual talent, your actual skill set, um, seeing how that would benefit their team. Um, so I think Can that's I a question. Wait, 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 what do you mean they have no film on you? What do you mean by that? All right. So when I came in as a rookie, my receiver coach, he didn't know anything I did. Really? They didn't, they didn't, I, I signed to Buffalo. They didn't know anything. Nobody told me I did this well. Nobody said I did this well. It was just, I guess you they just, just looked at my, like... my stats and they looked at my pro day numbers and, and put it together. It was like, Hey, his physique. Wow, nice. that's, maybe, that's a... maybe he's a player. Wow. So, yeah, I, I've been on teams and I've been even through the league and I've played years. And I, when I signed to Indy, those coaches asked me, what do I do well? I, I don't really feel like every coach does their real research. They have their guys that they research on and, and obviously look mm-hmm. at, especially if they're going to invest a lot into them. Mm-hmm. But um, for the most part, I feel like they don't do their homework all, all, all the time. And a lot no. of you come in and they don't know anything that you, you're capable of doing. You go from being a guy to basically nothing. And some undrafted guys come in different. I'm not going to say all of them are the same. Some come in and they do know you and know, know what you do well. And you might have had a couple um, negatives against you that caused you to not get drafted, whether it was off the field or on the field. Um, but but I would say for the most part, coming in undrafted, they don't really know you. Um, and they're mm-hmm. not really trying to know you because they invested in their draft picks and that's what they're trying to push. So it, it's an it's an audition. It's a, it's a time to kind of uh, show them what you can do. Um, and kind of close the narratives of all the negatives that they probably put on you before you came there. Um, so if you're a guy that they said didn't work hard, this is your time to prove it to them that you're- Or what they didn't know. You know, it's like one of those times. That's crazy. And I think scouts 
I, I'm not going to take that back. I think scouts look at every film and, and can tell you undrafted guys. Absolutely, but as far they as, do. As far as the coaches, I'm, I'm speaking on the behalf of the coaches. I don't think the coaches watch everyone's film. They watch all the draft picks. And make sure of that. And if you're a high undrafted guy that probably fell off undrafted because you had an off-field issue, they'll watch that person's film. But mm-hmm. the overall undrafted guy coming in and out watching your film. Because it's such a – it's like a free-for-all. Like I saw it on Twitter. They were like, undrafted is like the wild, wild west. And yeah. it is. It really is. Like you've got five offers, but as an agent, you have 10 seconds to decide. You know, literally, it's like 10, 9. Eight, seven, Higgins. You know how it is. It's like, oh, oh my god! You're trying to crunch numbers, and you're doing this, and you're doing that. And it's like, right. holy crap! Like literally, it's like chaos. Higgins, anything to add? Um, no. Nah, I mean, I'm pretty sure you know, like Kamar touched on it. All depends on the guy. Obviously, mm-hmm. as far as you know, rookies attending um, OTAs. Again, I think it's a case by case thing. You know, if you're top pick, and you know, obviously those guys have more to lose. Versus a guy coming in undrafted. I mean, hey, man, at the end of the day, you can get hurt working out on your own at a private gym. You know, you can well, get... yeah, that happened today. Right. That that happens today. You know what I mean? You can so, that. You then, didn't see that? I mean, if you're yeah, going to get coach. hurt, I, I I mean, obviously you don't want anyone getting hurt, but I'd rather you be performing in front of the coaches and something happen versus, you know, performing in front of Instagram or Twitter and getting hurt. What I found interesting too in this off season, uh, my one of my best girlfriends is a uh, she's a nutritionist uh, for athletes. Jackie, she's been on our show. She's Higgins knows her. She she was messaging me about the fines for being underweight or overweight. I said, underweight? There's yeah. no underweight. There is. She's like, no, there's not. There is it. No. Well, they need to check a lot of these teams because they're doing it. <laughs> I mean, not in the CBA that you were in. I mean, I can pull it up right now. And I can, I can tell you some teams I were on that had guys that had to be under and had to be over. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, that's just the thing. It, I think it makes sense to have it, though, honestly. It absolutely does. Because, I mean, okay, if I come in at as a, I don't know, what am I going to be? Let me be the, um, let me be something like, like somebody who I actually would be. I feel who would I be? Don't place. say corner. <laughs> place kicker. <laughs> long snapper. I'm the long snapper. Okay. Long snapper. I got it. I'm it's Matt safe. Overton. Look, it's safe. You know, you, yeah, you it's can. really not safe though. You don't think so? No, okay, not. let me just be a quarterback because that's obviously who my personality is. So okay. Talk <laughs> me through this while I find the fine. It's like five something a pound, right? Oh, it's it's yeah, it's a lot. Unless it went up. It yeah, but I mean, I don't have the new CBA because they didn't send it to us. But um, so basically, yeah, there's nothing for underweight. So you're saying that people get fined there, for being yes, underweight? Yes, there are there teams if you come in and your weight was two fifteen. Say if my weight was two fifteen and I came in at two oh eight, that's technically not that the weight that they want you to be at. Higgins and I are going to get suspended for doing this podcast after tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I mean, it makes sense, right? Because if you're going to have I mean, a target exactly. goal, and I, right? Obviously, but, you don't want guys But it's going not over. in the CBA. That's what I'm saying. Right. So, I mean, yeah. Because, I mean, even when I was in college, Fine. I, mean, hell, I was go. a damn walk-on and I had a target goal. I'm like, bro. Overweight. Why? Okay, here we go. Overweight. In 2020... 
per pound per day in 2020, it was $730. Yeah, it went up. That's crazy. There's no underweight from from overweight. It goes from um, a clause, uh, section nine, effective date, to the fines. Um, And then the first one actually is overweight pounds per day. And then it goes to unexcused late reporting for an activity that has been listed in Article 42, Section 1A2, Miss Meal. So we go from um, a clause to overweight to a Miss Meal. Nothing about being underweight. But my thing with that weight issue, like, how do you tell somebody who's overweight? Like, how, how can you really say that somebody's overweight? Because I've been in that situation. In Indy, I was the lightest I've ever been in my whole career. And to their knowledge, they were like, hey, if you be at this weight, we think you'll be you'll perform better. And in my experience, when I'm heavier, I perform better. So I mean, I think there's a range, but the range is not established. Um, but who I makes remember- that decision? That's a big decision when you're going right. to get fined seven hundred dollars each pound. Right. Oh, 100 percent. I mean, shit. that's a lot of money i'm just saying that's that's what it is and when jackie asked me she's like what's the underweight i was like there's no underweight if i had to bet on something Mm -hmm. what would it be you want my real answer or you want a generic answer (laughs) i mean i want the best answer kamar aiken so just tell me okay (laughs) um i'm gonna bet on kamar aiken though Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all sports action. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So I would have bet on myself, especially in fantasy days when I was playing. I should have been more aware. So if you want to bet on Kamar Aiken, head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Thank you, Kamar. Oh my gosh, that was awesome. So Higgins, want to take it from here? So um, as you transition into your latest stages of NFL career, uh, what were your views on how did your views on OTAs change going from, you know, a rookie or a young guy to now you're six, seven year vet, right? Yeah. And you were in the lockout year. So you really didn't have like a, a normal rookie year. Rookie year yeah. um, I would say it helped when I went to new England. If you don't do an off season in new England, they're not going to pay you any attention um, <laughs> when it comes to the season. I don't know if that was a, a Tom thing as far as him building their trust with you, but, um, or Billy B. Yeah. Or that. Um, but, uh, I, I didn't mind it to be honest. Only thing I didn't like about it is that you can get hurt and you're technically not in your real contract. It's like, you're getting paid way less than what you normally would, but you're mm-hmm. still putting out the same risk factor as far as getting hurt. Um, yeah, so that that would be the only thing. Um, I, I can I can say it worked in my favor in years, and then it worked against me. My last year in Philly, I felt like it worked against me for not, me not being at OTAs and minicamp. Because so can I you tell us a little bit more about what happened in that situation? Um, I just felt like I wasn't viewed as one of their guys because I didn't. Why weren't you there? Because I signed after minicamp. Okay, so just everyone listening. So it wasn't like Kamara said, oh, I don't want to go to minicamp. He signed late. So just like naturally, he's just, you know, we, we see these players right now, like Richard Sherman's in this situation. That might happen to him. You right. know, he's not signed to a team. So, okay, he gets signed 
later in the game, he's not there. So continue. I just want to give a narrative. Yep. Yep. No. So how I looked at that Philly situation, I wasn't one of their guys. I was a guy coming in um, right before training camp. If he does great, great. It's great for the team. We can use him. Mm -hmm. If not, it's just another, another roster spot or another player filling up a a camp body. Um, But I look at guys that were on that roster that went through OTAs and went through their offseason programs when they had injuries that occurred in training camp. It was a different sense um, of how they were getting treated versus a guy like me that came in after. It was more like, hey, this is one of our guys. He's been our our whole offseason workout. He's been grinding through this whole offseason. So we're going to kind of stick with him. Question for you, just just to add to what you just said. Did you feel like? Obviously, I mean, you spent eight years in the league. Did you feel like at year seven, year eight, year six, whatever it is, you still felt like when you would come in there that you might still just be a camp body? And yeah, because you got to know the business. Is that your mentality? Yeah. It's not mentality. It's just the business side of it and knowing exactly how the businesses ran. Um, Mm -hmm. When I came in there, they they already had a couple guys that they signed that were vets. Um, they had Alshon that was hurt. So I know they, they were looking for somebody to kind of um, replace him, not replace him as far as take his spot, but just to hold it until he gets back in, um, healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and they needed a bigger body. I know I fit I fit that description when I came in. There were no other receivers that were, were like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I know it was temporary. Um, so, yeah, I feel like it's different from every for every guy, to be honest. I feel like if you're um, – I probably would have been able to get away with not going to OTAs in Baltimore because I've shown them and did so much. Yeah, um, you were Kamar. <laughs> right, yeah. But when you're going to a team that does know that knows nothing about you, knows nothing about your work ethic, that OTAs is kind of when they kind of take a look at that and, and see where you're at. Now, quickly, I, I just wanted to, like, while you're talking, I was thinking, do you think so it have fun. anything to do with the team and their aspirations and expectations? Like, for instance, if you're on a team that you expect to compete, like right now the Tampa Bay Bucks, you're not going to name three teams from the NFC with higher expectations. So do you think that put added pressure on guys to say, I got to be there because my teammates are dependent on me because mm-hmm. we want to go back to the Super Bowl versus, mm-hmm. a team, you know, I ain't going to name no teams, but somebody that know, man, we probably win three or four games. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think is there any added pressure from the coaching staff or I, I think it, I, I think it is um, I would say I'll use New England as an example um, they used to say voluntary but while they're saying voluntary this is exactly how they used to express it hey it's voluntary but it's not and then you have teams like Baltimore where if you're a vet they'll let you hey you don't have to come um, you can miss it but you're gonna have to do the conditioning test and they'll put um incentives in if you're here 80 percent of the workouts in the off season Mm -hmm. you get to skip the conditioning test yeah so what guys will do i've seen guys come in vets skip the whole tas skip all of that come in and have to do the conditioning test right before training camp and we had guys tear achilles (laughs) uh pull hamstrings anything you could possibly think of um Mm. from that so that that's kind of their balance of forcing you to kind of go um and then you have some guys that that's their guy that doesn't come to OTAs, doesn't come. Uh, he shows up at minicamp, does minicamp. Um, and then when it's time for him to do his conditioning test, it's a lot more easier. He gets to come in the building and does and does his conditioning test when nobody's there yet. So you technically don't know if they're timing him the right way like everybody else gets time. It's political. 
Yeah. So, yeah, it, it gets political. It, it just depends on the guy and who you are, and everybody doesn't have that card. It doesn't necessarily mean you're, you're a first-round draft pick. If you're an undrafted guy and they feel that high, highly of you, they'll give you that same treatment. But uh, I feel like it's on a team-to-team basis. Was what was the best, you know, going into your football career? Like, what was the best experience you had going into a city? And not saying knock anybody, but I mean, just like where you actually felt a part of the team, because I hear it all the time from players that are undrafted um, and they go out to play one, two years here, there. They just don't feel like they're a part of the team. Just curious to like eight years in the league, but you weren't really there that long for anywhere um, other than Baltimore. But that really wasn't that long looking at, you know, other players' careers. Uh, So what stood out to you and what made you feel, you know, comfortable or your family? Because I know you moved your family around too. Never felt comfortable in eight years. Never? You never did. Never did. In eight years, every year felt like I was starting over. Um, yeah. Even the, the years that I led the team in Baltimore, that following year, I felt like I was starting over from scratch. And they showed me that. They made it seem like I didn't do anything the, the previous year. So I never felt comfortable with any team I was on. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say Baltimore and Buffalo, just for as fans, I've always felt appreciated by fans and in, in certain teams I've been with. But as far as to say this organization has my back, uh, mm-hmm. I, I never really felt that there was one person in your career and this is huge just adding to everything and I think this is so full circle and you do need to text him yes I know Ballard um and Chris Ballard Ballard (laughs) um my guy still even though my indie year wasn't he was only a one yeah yeah but but I I I love Chris Ballard he's a straightforward straight shooter he's not gonna beat around the bush he's gonna tell you exactly what's going on exactly what it is um and he took it even a step further and asked me this is right when I signed he asked me what what am I what am I thinking about after football and he was probably the only the only person that's ever asked me that on any team I've ever been on that's amazing so it it made me think of the bigger picture um Mm -hmm. he have he has guys that retired that still calls him and and if you need business advice or you need any advice, he his phone call is all, his line is always open to you. So he was real big on asking me, "Hey, what are you thinking about after football? You you've made a good career, you made some money. What what are you thinking after this? Because this does stop." Luckily for me, I, I was already thinking stuff, so I was able to tell him what I what I had in mind. It wasn't a restaurant at the time, but it was some other things. And he was just happy that I had something in mind to say that, hey, he at least has an out to say this is what he's planning to do once it's all done. Yeah, I love that because it's so important. I asked my even my rookies, I say, okay, so we got football. What do you like to do? Like, I don't care. Yeah, you like to play football, but what do you like to do? Like, do you like to fish? Do you like to do this? Do you like that? What are you interested in? Are you interested in this? For marketing purposes, but also we can translate that into what you do next. Because football is not everybody's Kamar Aiken and has an eight-year NFL career. You know that. And it hasn't been an easy eight years. We know that. So... Many players did not hear their name called this past weekend. How did you feel when you got signed as an undrafted free agent? And what advice can you give to our 2021 undrafted players as they head into mini camp the next week? Um, well, for me, I came in lockout year, so I was at a, it was real uneasy. I didn't know if we were going to have a season, if we were going to start late or what it was looking like. Um, I was already mad that I went undrafted. So my mindset was like, if I get okay, so that's that's the first question. So you're mad. 
You thought you were going to yeah, get drafted I, I, or yeah. what? Yeah, I thought I was going to get drafted. I actually talked to a couple teams during the draft that were trying to trade up and do some things late. Yeah, late they, the they do it that. It just never happened. But I felt like now me knowing the business, they did that to set themselves up for when I went undrafted because those were the same teams that called me and expected me to sign with them because they spoke to me during the draft. So that's the the game they played. And I and I kind of caught on to it quick. I was like, if you wanted me that bad, you would have took me in the draft. So I didn't go to those teams that I talked to in the in the draft. I never even signed to them. I never played with them, never anything. Really? Uh, yeah. This I, is Kamara. You should become an agent. <laughs> no way. They wouldn't like me because I'm gonna be in the best interest, like some agents for my players. There's some agents that their best interest is in their their career and making sure, okay, I'm going to give you this guy to sign, but I need you to sign two more of my guys. That's mm-hmm. not looking out for those two other guys. No, no, it, absolutely not. It makes it not. seem like you're looking out for those other two guys, but you're really not putting them in a situation to be successful. Absolutely. A hundred percent. I would tell draft the guys coming in though, you have to be different. You might see the draft. Uh, when I came in, the draft uh, draft players, drafted guys, they had a lot more um, freedom as far as leniency is, is just doing what they want. Um, they had to, if they want to stay up late, not study that night, they can get away with with doing that. Versus an undrafted guy, you got to kind of mm-hmm. come in and be different. Um, even to the vets, you got to be different to the rookie class that you come in with, because mm-hmm. they're not a guy that they invest. You're not a guy that they invested into. So yep. show me something to make me want to invest into you. Mm-hmm. So you got to kind of do something that's off the wall. That's, that's not norm that they're seeing from the other rookies. And what made me even get the position I had to even make the practice squad, cause they had their guys already picked, but what made me come in, they, nobody knew I was a rookie. They said, I didn't carry myself as a rookie. I didn't come to practice like a rookie. I, they would have thought I was in my third or fourth year. So and why was that Kamar? I mean, I can, I can say why, because I know you so well, but <laughs> say it yourself or unless you want me to say it. You can say it. <laughs> the way he presents himself, the way that he carries himself, the way that he talks and acts and it's just, it's different. You know, Kamar, you meet him and he's different. Whenever I want to talk sports biz, I go to Kamar. Understand what you're going into and be aware of it. You know, your yep. agent can only do so much. You know, yes. we really can. And that's the thing. We want to do, personally, I want to do everything, but I can't go out there and do everything. Higgins can't do everything. Yep. Can only put you in the best situation possible. But when you get there, you have to be different. And that's kind of the same thing with us. Like, agents like myself i have to be different i'm fighting for a spot for you so we got yep. your spot now you fight you now know you fight. Yep. and that's all you can ask for, for from an agent to be honest um especially coming in as a rookie whether you're undrafted i would say undrafted because as a, a drafted player you kind of you need an agent later on as far as when you're trying to negotiate your next deal but when you're drafted you're going to get drafted like the agent isn't really going to make you get drafted any higher. Thank what, you. Oh my God. Go. Like, like pause, <laughs> pause, pause for that. <laughs> yeah, I, so. Yes. That let's just note that for this draft, because there were players that were supposed to go in the second and they ended up going in from the fourth and they have probably the best agents. I'm a little biased out there and yeah. Has nothing to do with them. <laughs> exactly. If, if that were the case, we would all have. 
Right. Yep. <laughs> I don't care what agent you have out there. I don't care who rep, who was repping Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> Urban Meyer making that call. Exactly. <laughs> but these players don't get that though. Like that's the thing. People don't say that enough, you know. And if we sit there and they're like, "Oh, they're agents. They're like loser agents that are saying that." But like people like you, Kamar, saying that that's important. You know what I mean? Like right. that's important for everything coming out. You know. I don't care how good you can play football. Sometimes they look at what's on a piece of paper and says, "Oh, this guy is six six, two thirty, running a four He might not have caught ten passes that year, but on paper, we can turn it into a thousand yard receiver, and they're gonna mm -hmm. draft. <laughs> or we can make him into a tight end. I mean, we can do a lot right. of things. This is like a exactly. So but it the... has nothing to do with your age. Your agent cannot sell you. I, I feel like an agent comes into place, especially for draft picks or undrafted, when it's come contract time, when it's come negotiation of your contract. And even then, the bar is kind of already set for the rookies because there's a cap on. It goes from the number one pick. So whatever the number one pick gets, nobody's getting higher than him. It's gonna go. Oh my god! Him and go god. down. <laughs> Can we just like make a little chip of you and put it in? <laughs> so the last question we have for you, Kamar, is there anything you learned throughout your eight year career in the NFL that you wish you could tell rookie Kamar coming in when our rookies like something that stood with you that you're like, I wish I would have known that then. Um, network. Um, Yes, you're playing football. Yes, it's still football, but network. This is a this is your best opportunity to network with people that you probably would never come in contact with, whether they're fans. And these are the same people that you may need once you're done playing to have those business connections and, and do stuff uh, on a greater level than what you probably made in your career, to be honest. So just rub the right elbows with the right people. Take advantage of going to some of those team functions where uh, you're meeting some of the, the wealthy people in that area or some people in power. And um, it goes a long way. And, and just take advantage of your, your marketing tool. Like you're a marketing tool in itself. So like when I played, I remember seeing, we used to get like body armor for free. Um, and I used to look at it like, what is body armor? And at the time, I wish I would have took advantage of it and said, hey, and told my agent, hey, I want to market this. I, I don't mind marketing this. This is before body armor got big too. But now it's on every shelf when you go into a, a, a store. And I look at it and when I first was introduced to it, I never thought it would make it to where it's at today. Mm -hmm. So I would say take advantage of, of when your agent tells you, hey, post this and they give you a free anything, like take advantage of some of those things and look into those a little more deeper. Cause some, sometimes those are little investments that turn into big investments later. Yeah, and just to add to that, you know, cause I remember, I remember talking to Tiffany, you know, about it. You know, because I think marketing has changed a lot in the last five yes. years. You know, it really has. And Tiffany's uh, Kamar's wife. And, you know, just in general, just just ask. You know, there's no, yes. if you ask the agent and they're not into marketing, then you can find someone that is, you know. And that, that's just, there's no harm in it. You know, it, it's two separate entities. There's the NFL agent and then there's the marketing. marketing. I do both. Most do both. But but just ask because then, you know, there's a lot of resources, you know, and, that, and that's just, you don't know what you don't know. And ask. there's no stupid question. I don't care what position you play. You are marketable and market yourself in your playing city. Like yes. Kamara and I are still going to do stuff in Baltimore and we always, yep. well, we still get 
people asking us to do stuff in Baltimore. Yep, yep. So Baltimore will always be home. So take advantage of that. Rub the right elbows. Yeah. Nah, but Kamara's business is about to be opening soon. It's yes. been a long time coming. We're super excited. Miami uh, Grill and Bar will be opening in Orlando soon. Kamar, anything to add to that? Um, yes, looking forward to the opening. Um, it's been a long time waiting. Uh, Sam, like you know, it's it's been a grind like anything else. Nothing's Nothing comes easy that's worth having. Exactly. Um, so yeah, but we're excited. I'm I'm ready for it to be open to start seeing a return on your investment is the number one thing. R O I. At the same time, just creating jobs for other people and just uh, bringing something to a city that they've been dying to have. And so, we're having fun. We're gonna have fun with it. It's yes, and having fun with it. All right, Kamara. Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate you. Your time. Appreciate you guys for having me. All thank right. You, thank you. Support for our podcast is brought to you by Just Live, a trusted source for high quality wellness CBD products created by athletes just for you. That's why Just Live came out with their new CBD gummy line. They have six different flavors and functions, including sleep, energy, focus, immunity, calm, and vitamin C. Plus, they're vegan and low sugar if you're just like me. Just Live was founded by professional athletes Clay Thompson, Alex Morgan, Travis Pastrana, and Paul Rodriguez because they wanted to create a CBD product they could trust and stand behind. So if you need support with sleep, focus, energy, stress, or immune health, I highly recommend you giving these a try. They have been a game changer in my lifestyle. Right now, if you buy one of their new gummy products, you get one free. It's a no-brainer. There are six different benefits to choose from. And instead of just choosing one, visit justlive.com and use code SUPPORT to buy one, get one free. Buy one, get one free of the new gummies with code SUPPORT at justlive.com. That's buy one, get one free at justlive.com. Use code support. So shall we dive into the confusion that I'm seeing on Twitter, which is what's the difference between, it's not really the drafted players, but it's mainly what's the difference between undrafted and a tryout player? And I'm seeing it heavily this year so and so got signed to a mini camp invite okay go right so i mean it's one of those things that you're not signed to a mini camp invite right it's one of those things that we see you know every year when the draft comes around it's more Um, this year though you know obviously even with some players sometimes um that come out and they you know they make the post or they tweet out or whatever it may be but there's a big difference, right? So obviously, you know, like you said, you have your drafted players. Um, everyone know who they are and things like that. And then the next group of guys falls in that priority free agent, right? So those are the undrafted guys that um, teams probably thought would have been drafted. Um, you know, maybe they had some off the field issues, something small happened, or maybe they just didn't test well, something minor. You know, but teams still consider them, you know, as a priority, basically. 
right? So after that wave of guys signed, right, those are like the first picks of the unsigned guys. I messaged one of my veterans who was a seventh round draft pick. He was a Juco player and then went and played at Kentucky, Stevie Johnson. I asked him, I'm like, because Kamara went undrafted. He was drafted in the seventh round. And I asked him, like, so how do you feel about OTAs, rookie minicamp? And this is what he said. He said, it's important to show up for OTAs and minicamp for rookies because that's really what gets your foot in the organization when it's you as a rookie and the coaches and the staff and the facility are figuring everything out, you're able to take advantage of your time on the field, your presence in the facility and the reps you have. When I say reps, I'm not saying you're going to win a starting job at OTAs. However, the ability to show that you are better at that position. These reps and meetings with coaches and meeting with staff around um, is 90% better when you're there than when the vets are in town. If you skip out on that opportunity, be prepared for a fast pace of everything and you won't get the same attention from coaches and staff because everyone else is there. That was a seventh round draft pick who ended up going and playing nine years in the NFL. So I think that's pretty clear our stance on it. Go to minicamp, Rockies. Go to minicamp. Yeah, I mean, like I said, obviously we both agree that rookies should go there. And I think for the most part, the, the one negative or the one downfall that people always mention or have is the whole injuries thing. But my thing with that, you can get injured anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can get injured doing training camp. You can get injured, you know, working out for pro days or working out for the combine. Mm-hmm. Right. So if an injury well, is going to happen, that. it's going to happen. Like that's my take on it. You know, so if my only concern or if the only negative I have about attending is injuries, then I, then I should go. So that that's how I feel about it. Okay. That's fair. Oh my gosh. The heat is on here in south florida i'm so thankful i have my sunglasses it's definitely time to make your outdoor experience better with canaan canaan sunglasses are exclusively made with polarized lenses for optimal clarity they're made with japanese optics that make their lenses clearer lighter stronger And they're made with Italian handcrafted frames that are literally impossible to scratch. So use the code CanaanCast15 at Canaan.com to receive 15% off your first pair. That's a steal. That's Canaan, K-A-E-N-O-N-C-A-S-T-1-5, Canaan. Clearly better. Last but not least, topic about rookies. So what should the rookies be doing now in terms of financial literacy? I know we see a lot of things and it's something that bothers me. And I have a very great team of financial advisors, but okay. So they're making money now, whatever it may be. So what resources should they be looking for? or take advantage from through the NFLPA or independently or what 
where should their mindset be? Well, I mean, obviously, like you said, a lot of the guys over the weekend drafted players first round, second round, you know, third. You've come to a lot of money, right? Or you're going to come into a lot of money. Or maybe they've never even had $5,000 in their bank. Right. So imagine, you know, never having your own money or not having as much money and now you have all this money. And I know one of the things that, you know, I always advise guys when you go to that NFL PA rookie symposium, right, pay attention. I know a lot of things you may feel like, you know, it's not going to be you because we all like to think, oh, it's not going to be me. It's not going to be me, right, until it's us. All right, so pay attention, you know, make sure you listen. If you have questions, come with questions, right? Not even if you have questions, but just think about some things that you would like to ask them. Think about some things that, you know, you want to talk about or see them speak on, all right? And also just... Um, when you get in your locker room, just, you know, take a time out to speak to some of the veteran guys that are doing stuff off the field, right? That are, you know, investing or that do have their own businesses and things like that. And, and find just, a Kamar. Yeah. Right. You know, find, find a veteran guy that you can trust and, you know, just learn the ropes, you know, kind of just, hey, man, like, I'm pretty sure they won't mind. They might even find it fascinating. And, and impressive. They won't mind. They're not have that mindset. Mind. Right. So that's my thing, man. Just find you a vet, you know, and talk to them and, and, you know, just get game, you know what I mean? Free game. Be smart. But if you are in the league, get a financial advisor that you trust. Be honest with them because they can only help you. So be sure to subscribe to Beyond the Negotiation presented by Bet Online. Shout out to Draft Diamonds. You guys did a great job over the weekend updating your website on all the undrafted signings. I was on the road, so I was definitely that's that's how I was keeping updated. I was going on Draft Diamonds and keeping track of who's signing where and because I was not in front of a TV at all. So thank you, Kamar, again for coming on. Really appreciate it. Um, obviously, shout out to you know all the listeners on different podcast platforms. Sam, you want to tell them where they can find you? If you want to hear more of my voice, you can find me on Instagram at samtiger underscore agent or on Twitter at samtigermgmt. Good. And obviously, I'm on Instagram at Higgins Success. And on Twitter, it's the D-A underscore Megazo. M-E-G-A-Z-O-E. As always... Help me help you. Show me the money. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.